0: good morning everybody just to clarify yes this is a live why am i doing a live because my stuff is not uploading it takes two days for my stuff to upload and it's causing me extreme inner turmoil um to the point of i had to do something different i don't know why it's doing that um Honestly, it's probably God pushing me to go back to the way I used to do things. I used to do these as lives. Um, I used to just get up and do them whenever I wanted. And then I fell into the schedule of just doing it every morning and recording it because I was more comfortable with that. Um, I forgot how to interact with people. Or maybe I never learned that was probably it I've never learned how to truly interact with people so you guys for the time being I'm going to be doing these as a lives um I will do my best to talk to people I didn't do so well last time I kind of ignored people I think that's why I stopped doing it I just didn't know how to interact with people so, it was a long weekend, you guys. I think I did my last video on Friday. It's It was the Thanksgiving holiday. Let's see. What happened? How was your Thanksgiving? Um, how did you feel about the history of Thanksgiving? Um, it's been kind of a quiet weekend for me. Today is the full moon, you guys. Uh... I don't know, my body's just naturally fasting. I really haven't been that hungry. I'm just drinking mostly tea. I don't know. I feel just, I don't know. So because I feel like, good morning, who is ever watching? So today we're going to start and recap what we read in Genesis chapter 29 and then start with chapter 30. And in chapter 29, it talked about Jacob marrying um Jacob ended marrying Leah and Rachel and how that came to be was he was promised by Laban if he worked for seven years that he would get to marry Rachel well Rachel was the youngest and on the night of the wedding Laban gave him Leah instead and that caused Jacob a little frustration he's like you deceived me Why would you do that? And it was then Laban said, we don't do it that way in our country. We don't give the youngest before the oldest. So they made another deal and Jacob had to work another seven years so that he could have both women. Um, Deceitful, yes, but it worked out in the end because out of Jacob and those two wives came the 12 tribes of Israel, you guys. This is like, so it was meant to be. It truly was meant to be God was in the works we needed this to happen Um, now Jacob did love Rachel more he fell in love with her when he first saw her as you recall in um, verse 11 of chapter 29 it said then Jacob kissed Rachel and he lifted his voice and wept that's true love that's like he felt that welling of love in his heart for her and it's not that he treated Leah bad. He loved her, but he was he didn't love her like he loved Rachel. Um, so God opened her womb, which means made it possible for her to have children. And she ended up having, let's see, her firstborn was Reuben. The secondborn was Simon. The third was Levi. And the fourth was Judah. So she bore four children. And for the first three, she kept thinking every time. And this is a lot of women, you guys, a lot of women do this. If I have his child, he will love me. (laughs) We do this, we think this. If I have his child, he will love me. And that just wasn't the case. You cannot make somebody love you. It's something within the heart. So having his children, and Rachel wasn't having any of his children. She was barren. Even though Leah was having all of his children, it wasn't making him do what she wanted him to do. So by the fourth child, she um, said, now I will praise the Lord. And she started seeking out loving god instead of looking for that love in a man um and i i have been like that where i have sought the validation and love of a man before i sought the love of god and it is self-destructing it will you will do things do things do things and you will continue to do things um until you're broken down Instead of seeking the love of God first and allowing him to lead you in love. Yes, women do this. So now in chapter 30, um, and in the ending verse, it said in chapter 29, it said, and she conceived again, which was the fourth son and said, now I will praise the Lord. Therefore, she called him Judah. Then she stopped bearing, um, Now, when Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said to Jacob, give me children or else I die. Rachel was very conceited this way. Um, As you recall, I keep bringing up the book called The Red Tent. This actually talks about this specific family in the Bible, and it's a very, very good book and Jacob's anger was aroused against Rachel and he said, am I in the place of God who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? So she said, here is my maid, Billa, go into her and she will bear a child on my knees and I may have a child by her. Again, did Sarah not do this very same thing with Abraham and it backfired? Now you guys, here's the thing, like, He had both of these women as wives, right? It was meant to be, but you can never end up having two different women in a relationship like this because here you have one sister who was unloved, who was bearing all the children and you have the other woman who was receiving all the love um, and she was bearing no children, But I believe Leah, it's because she did love God. She loved him and she praised him. So God did open her womb. Rachel was very conceited and very selfish. Um, So she bared no fruit. God wasn't going to open her womb to her because she was very blackened in her heart, let's say. So now we'll see how this turns out. And then she gave him Billa, her maid as a wife, and Jacob went into her. And Billah conceived and bore Jacob a son. Then Rachel said, God has judged my case, and he has also heard my voice and given me a son. Therefore she called him Dan. And Rachel's maid Billa conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, With great wrestlings I have wrestled with my sister and... Indeed, I have prevailed. So this is a competition with her. She is trying to have more children and receive the love of her husband instead of receiving the love of God. Um, so she called him Nephtali. Then Leah saw that she had stopped bearing, and took Zipha, her maid, and gave her to Jacob as a wife. And Leah's maid, Zilpha, bore Jacob a son. Then Leah said, A troop comes so she called him gad and leah's maid zilpha bore jacob a second son then leah said i am happy for the daughters will call me blessed so she called his name asher now i think later on we're going to find out when she said i am happy for the daughters will call me blessed um they worshiped a different type of God they learned from Laban they were idols they were statues of some sort that they ended up they worshipped separate from the God of Jacob so when it says um, for the daughters will call me blessed she was talking about the gods that they worshipped which were quite separate from Jacob's God our God the holy god of the bible um so she called his name asher now reuben went up in the days of wheat harvest wheat harvest and found mandrakes in the field and brought them to his mother leah when rachel said to leah please give me some of your son's mandrakes but she said to her it is a small matter that you have taken away my husband Would you take away my son's mandrakes also? And Rachel said, therefore, he will lie with you tonight for your son's mandrakes. So Rachel was bartering. These women are bartering Jacob, you guys. As I'm reading this, it's just absolutely crazy mandrakes. I'm sure he was going crazy. These two women are bartering out their maidservants servants to have children by him to see who could have the most children and they're also bartering sleeping with him for items now i do uh want to find out what mandrakes are biblical definition definition okay you guys so let's find out oh Okay, it is, it is a plant. It is closely allied to the well-known Deadly Nightshade. Deadly Nightshade is actually, um, at a certain point, I can't remember, I've seen Deadly Nightshade one time in my life, you guys. Um, And when it's a certain color is when it's actually toxic. I don't know why this woman had deadly nightshade. It really threw me off. I don't trust a woman who grows deadly nightshade. Don't ever trust a woman who grows that stuff. I don't know about that. Um, And um, the tomato, um, and belongs to the potato family. The flowers are purple and the root is usually forked. When the fruit is ripe, it is about the size of a small apple, 24 inches in diameter. Okay. The Arabs call it the devil's apple, from its power to excite voluptuous. Try... Um, A doctor tried some experiments with wine made of the root mandrake and found it narcotic-causing sleep. So the ancients used it as an anesthetic. Used in small quantities like an opium, it excites the nerves and is stimulant. Hmm. You guys, interesting. Very, very interesting. Hmm. I don't know where to go with that. I need to do some more research on this. And God listened to Leah and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. So because of Rachel wanting to barter out, you know, and receive this mandrake, okay, Leah Leah ended up laying with Jacob and bearing another son. Leah said, God is giving me my wages because I have given my maid to my husband. So she called him Isaac Gar. Then Leah conceived again and bore Jacob a sixth son. And Leah said, God has endowed me with a good endowment. Now my husband will dwell with me because I have borne him six sons. So she called him Zebulun. Afterwards, she bore a daughter and called her name Dinah. This is who the book um, Red Tent is following, is the daughter Dinah. I got to read that book again. Then God remembered Rachel and God listened to her and opened her womb. She conceived and bore a son, and God conceived and bore a son, and said, "God has taken away my reproach." So she called his name Joseph, and said, "The Lord shall add me, to me another son." And it came to pass, when Rachel bore Joseph, that Jacob said to Laban, "Send me away that I may go to my own place and to my own country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you, and let me go." For you know my service, which I have done for you. So this whole time, Joseph has been working for Laban. His family has been working for Laban. So everything Joseph has done for the herds, for his family, that all resides underneath Laban. Let me draw it out real quick. I mean, because God is everything, right? And you have Laban. And you have Jacob. You have Jacob's family. So, Laban gets everything. Well, not everything. They think they get everything, you guys i've been down this road before god gets everything but Laban gets everything materialistic in this world he's receiving all the financial aid he gets to you know he receives all the goodness of jacob's hard work now jacob is wanting to go on his own. I'm sure this was something welling up in him that God was guiding him. It was time to go. He was being called. It's time to go. I want to go out on my own. I've worked hard for you. I want to separate from you. Um and Laban said to him, Please stay. If I have found favor in your eyes, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Then he said, "'Name me your wages, and I will give it.' "'So Jacob said to him, "'You know how I have served you "'and how your livestock has been with me. "'For what you had before I came was little, "'and it has creased; it has increased to a great amount. "'And the Lord has blessed you since my coming, "'and now shall I also provide for my own house.' "'So he said, "'What shall I give you?' "'And Jacob said, "'You shall not give me anything.' I will do this thing for me. I will again feed and keep your flocks. Let me pass through all your flock today, removing from there all the speckled and spotted sheep, and all the brown ones among the lambs, and the spotted and speckled among the goats. And these shall be my wages. So my righteousness will answer me in time to come, when the subject of my wages come before you. Everyone that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and the brown among the lambs will be considered stolen if it is with me. And Laban said, oh, that, that it were according to your word. So they made the agreement. Jacob was going to essentially pick out the speckled ones, which seemed not as good as the ones that Laban thought he was getting. So he removed the day the male ghosts that were speckled and spotted, all the female ghosts that were speckled and spotted, every one that had some white on it, and all the brown ones among the lambs, gave them into the land of his sons. Then he put three days' journey between himself and Jacob, and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. Now Jacob took for himself rods of green poplar and of almond and chestnut trees, peeled white strips in them, and exposed the white which was in the rods and the rods which he had peeled he set before the flocks and the gutters in the watery troughs where the flocks came to drink so that they should conceive when they came to drink hmm interesting this must have been something God showed him something about using the earth I did this in my garden I used twigs to help the vines grow in some of my things to hold up the plants. And my plants grew from seeds. So it's very interesting when you use the earth to do earthly things. Huh? Okay. Then Jacob separated the lambs and made the flocks face towards the streaked, and all the browns in the flocks of Laban. But he put his own flocks by themselves and did not put them in Laban's flocks. And it came to pass whenever the stronger livestock conceived that Jacob placed the rods before the eyes of the livestock in the gutters that they might conceive among the rods. But when the flocks were feeble, he did not put them in. So the feebler were Laban's and the stronger were Jacob's. Thus the men became exceedingly prosperous and had large flocks, female and male servants and camels and donkeys. That is the end of chapter 30. So you guys, this whole time, I believe Jacob was being led by God, especially when it came to doing this. So what Jacob was doing was he was putting these, these wood twigs in the water okay in the watering troughs do you ever wonder why some of us prefer to use a wooden spoon um in the things I have one wooden spoon I've burnt the handle on it so many times from my stove okay I use it all the time I love this spoon toothpicks anything wooden okay Um, when I was a child, and I'm going to be honest, when I was a child, I had a bunk bed. Um, and I always knew which one was mine when we moved because I chewed at the end of the bed on the, the part at the end, it had a wooden frame. It had a headboard and it had a, a footboard and on the footboard at in the night, I would get up I don't know why I would do this. I would get up in the night and I would chew on the foot of my bed. I mean it, like I would chew on the wood. There was something about chewing on the wood that satisfied me. Now, as an adult, um, I've bought sugar cane sticks and I love them for the bark, woody texture. I love that um i prefer using the wooden spoon over anything else and deep down i feel that because it is creation it came from creation it came from god because it came from creation there are some benefits to using that to stirring my soups to stirring things to cooking with it when it sits in the pot of boiling soup it's boiling it's it's extracting the what is within the wood, which comes from creation, which comes from God, which is natural to us. That is natural to us, we came from God. So we are very much attached, to, I don't know, listen, I could be talking full of BS, but that's what I do believe. So when he did this, and when he said the almond tree, rods he had green poplar and the almond and chestnut trees guys i don't know there's something about almonds too almonds get mentioned quite often throughout the bible um when oh we're not even there yet when moses was having the tabernacle created okay there were certain things Designed and crafted, right? And God specifically wanted designs embellished in this tabernacle. And one of the designs was the flowers of the almond tree. It was either on the lamp. I believe it was on the foot of the lamp. He wanted the the flowers of the almond tree um, put at the foot of the lamp. Um. So God. There is something about the almond tree as well that is very holy in God's eyes. So I believe he was led by God in doing these things so that his flock can grow. He was very much being led by God. I could believe it. So when he was putting these trees in the water trough. Okay. And he exposed... He peeled the skin and he exposed the inside. Okay. There's something that drew those sheep in because it was part of creation. They were receiving something from it. They were receiving the love of God because this came from the creation of God, the love of God. Everything comes from God. I'm thinking out loud. Everything comes from God. So this almond tree that he peeled and exposed the white strip of, they specifically had to say that, right? And he put it in the water trough. Ugh, okay. That Okay. There was something in there that was the love of God that was being released in these water troughs to these sheep and these lambs, and they were drinking it. They were being filled with the love of God. So they were growing in the love of God and they were prospering in the love of God because Jacob was taking the time to love his flock. He was doing the things that God was commanding him to do. And when he was doing the things that God commanded him to do, he began to prosper. Okay, that's where I'm going to take it on that one, you guys. That was crazy. Crazy to think about maybe but how many of you actually have a wooden spoon that you like to use um i've learned that from being a little girl i learned that from watching my great grandma cook um you know there are just some things that i picked up as a child that i never understood why that i'm beginning to understand why so that was chapter 30 you guys i'm trying to think of what else I wanted to get that out of the way. I'm really thrown off by doing a live, you guys. I'm really, I don't know. I'm thrown off. Um, Let me redraw this again. Now, Jacob being led by God, right? He knew it was time to leave because Laban was in it laban wasn't doing anything any kind of work okay he wasn't taking care of his herd he wasn't taking care of his sheep he wasn't taking care of anything and this is what happens with you guys god's not going to bless you if you throw his blessing back in his face so you have god right god is everything Oh. Then there was Laban. Okay. Okay. And you had Jacob and family. So now. For Jacob to receive his wives, he had to work underneath Laban for a while. So God allowed it for Laban to be blessed. But because he was taking advantage of the situation and Jacob needed to grow this. This is the 12 tribes of Israel. This is where the 12 tribes were gonna come from, 12 tribes. Okay, this is so important because we're going to be God's people, okay? God knew eventually he would have to remove Laban. So when Jacob started growing, he just followed his heart. By following his heart, he said, I want to move away from you. Let's make a deal. So he made him a deal. And back then, the speckled and the brown sheep and lambs were not considered cleanly, were not considered well, were not considered the good stock of the herd. So Jacob knew in his heart if he loved those animals, they would prosper. He was following his heart. He just knew just like he followed his heart with Rachel so it's interesting you guys when you follow your heart what will happen am I following my heart right now doing this I don't know I don't know so you guys today is Monday 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 it's going to be an interesting week I have set some new challenges you guys have you set challenges I've set a new challenge beginning this week. I don't like how I feel. I want to do something more in my life. I'm gonna do it today and then share with you tomorrow. Good morning. How are you? I hope you are well. Um, Thank you for watching. Uh, You guys, it's good for us to challenge ourselves, especially during the winter months. We need to, we need this extra oomph. I'm just sharing because I know I need it. I'm very, very ugh. and I need this. I need to do this. So I want to share. It's part of my transformation. I was thinking about this yesterday. I have transformed my life. Um, you know, recovering from my addiction. I've changed my belief system. Um, spiritually, I have transformed mentally I have transformed and the last maybe couple of months I've really been, I mean all year I have been, but really been hitting home with the physical transformation um, and I just can't stop. Like I just, sometimes I get frustrated because I just don't want to do anything But deep down, I keep doing it and keep going because I do want more. Like I exercised seven days last week. I even exercised yesterday, which should have been my day of rest, but I did it. Like I just, I had to, I couldn't help myself. I had the time, why not do it? I don't like how I feel and it made me feel better. So I'm picking up another exercise routine today and I'm gonna see how I feel about it. I'm sure I'm going to like it. It's going to be a struggle the first week like it was with the last one. But I really want to do this physically with myself. I want to know that I did and achieved this physical health, this physical whatever it is I'm searching for, this inner satisfaction is what I'm searching for, you guys. It's all inner satisfaction. as has really... You know, I'm not satisfied because I'm not doing my best. And I haven't achieved my best yet physically. So I'm searching for that inner satisfaction. Um, and in searching for that, I have to do the very best I can do. Which means stepping outside of myself and giving more. So that's going to be my challenge this week. And I have... Ugh. God's going to make me say it because when I say it out loud, I have to stay committed to it. Oh, I'm going to at least fast this week from anything that's processed. All this week is going to be all natural. My tea, my soup, um, I have fruit, and I also have my trail mix. All of it is all natural. It comes from the earth. It hasn't been processed into something... um, that is even healthy like i found some chips that only have four ingredients in it right all healthy for me but it's still processed so this week for me my challenge is everything that i intake is going to come naturally from the earth and then i process it into a meal or something um which is exciting maybe hopefully There's something greater (laughs) at the end of this fasting. So that's my fasting for this week. I haven't fasted quite like this for a long time. I really haven't. I haven't wanted to. I've been kind of hanging on to certain things. But I really just need to let it go. I need to challenge myself this week um, with my um, exercise as well as my diet. So that's kind of where I'm sitting at this week. But you guys your challenge for today. I can't even think. It's a full moon reflect on you, how you feel. How do you feel today? How do you really feel deep down inside? Really reflect on yourself. How do you feel about your life deep down inside? Are you happy? Or is there an inner ache? I mean, I guess that'll be the challenge for today. So guys, I hope you have a beautiful Monday. You have your challenge. And until tomorrow, God bless.